Hello and welcome to Teaching Elementary Mathematics. I'm Dave Blake. This week we're going to talk about teaching third grade elementary mathematics and the first week of school. In the first week of school, this is the honeymoon phase. All students want to please you and they want to know how to please you. We need to understand this and understand that this is the best time to teach students routines and procedures in our classroom. This is a great time to cover how to enter the classroom, a great time to cover how to turn in material, how to answer questions, how to talk together in partners. The other thing that you need to learn or need to understand is that students cannot learn two things at once. You need to teach them routines and procedures mixed with a review of math. Reviewing math is a great way to start the year. As you think about what you need to teach, don't start with the third grade material. You need to start with second grade material or even start with first grade material. If one of your expectations is that students work quietly while you're talking, they are going to have a hard time working quietly and not trying to figure things out if they're learning brand new things. So start with single digit addition. And if you want to increase the rigor, what you need to do is start with story problems or start with uh, a picture and ask them, what do, you what do you notice? What do you wonder? There's lots of great resources on 101q.com started by Dan Meyer. Um, Graham Fletcher has some great resources on fletchy.com on the three, three act tasks. These are great things to start with and get them starting to think. The nice thing about these is that there really isn't a right answer. They just have to be able to think and express what they're thinking. The great thing about these models is that students get used to thinking about things and sharing those ideas with others. Also, they get the idea that uh, it's a safe place to share. And if their idea isn't exactly what the teacher was wanting, it's still an okay place to share because we can learn from what everybody says. So as you're starting to work this week on your math concepts, where do you want them to be when you start? What third grade concept are you going to start with? Are you going to start with place value? Are you going to start with multiplication? Are you going to start with time? Are you going to start with the geometry piece? Because where you're going to start the third grade curriculum is where you're going to start the second grade curriculum and build onto it. So let's say that you, because multiplication is so critical in third grade, let's say that you start with addition. Start with single digit addition. Start with what's three plus five. Start with uh, how to draw a model of these things. How do you draw a model of addition? How do you draw a model of subtraction? One of my favorite things to do with students is have them draw a model of addition. What would 3 plus 5 look like if you couldn't use any mathematical symbols? You can't use plus, you can't use equals. What does that look like? Most of the students will be able to draw 5 circles and 3 circles and be able to explain that this is 8 circles. Do this a few times with a few different single-digit problems. Then, move into subtraction. 
if you want to stretch their mind, subtraction is a difficult one. So if you did 5 minus 2, more than likely your top students are going to draw 5 circles, then draw a dash or a minus sign, and then 2. And to me that means 5 and 2 is 7. So you're saying 5 minus 2 is 7? And have that conversation with them about what it means. How are they going to explain it? Remember, you can't use any math symbols. You can't use add, subtract, equals. So what is that going to look like? And every time that I've done it, it's those students who are a little bit slower in their processing skills, a little bit maybe have been labeled as the kids who don't quite get math. Almost every single time, they'll draw five circles and put a slash through two of them. And as you explain, as they explain it to you, they'll say, oh, well, I started with five and I crossed out two of them. And that left me with three. What a great higher level thinking skill. How do you represent this thing? Now, think about what you just did with this kid who's always hated math and who struggled with math. You just gave them the confidence that they know how to do math, that they were the smart one, that they were the one who knew how to represent it and you just put a smile on that kid's face. You need to think about what you can do so that you can fill each student's bucket. What kind of positive things are you going to say to them? Are you going to tell them that you love their shoes that they're wearing? Are you going to tell them that they're working really hard? Are you going to tell them that they are very organized? Are they good at their handwriting's very good? What are you going to tell them so that you can fill their bucket because I guarantee you one day in your class, you'll have to withdraw from that bucket. You might have to withdraw from them because maybe they're not following directions. You might have to withdraw from them because maybe they are uh, not giving the right answer. And you have some students who feel like their worth to you is getting the correct answer. Now I know that that's not true but some of the students feel like that. So what are you going to do to fill their bucket so that when you have to make that withdrawal that you can say in a kind, caring way, what's another way to think about this? Explain to me what you're doing and have them explain and eventually they'll figure out that it's wrong, but have it be a safe place because they know how much you care because how much how much you filled their bucket. So as you're working with them on these things, what are you going to do to get them to partner share? Are you going to have them work with their elbow partners? What does the voice level look like? What does the, uh, how do they sit? How do they talk? Do they stand up and walk around? What do they do when they're done? You need to think about things like this and you need to train them when we turn and talk to our neighbor, this is the voice level. Just like we talked about last week, what does a whisper look like in your class? The other thing you need to talk about is when they're done. Are they going to put their hands on their head? Are they going to stand behind their chair? Are they going to start doing something else, pull out a book and read? What are they going to do? This is the time that you need to get that in line so that when the work becomes more difficult and it's new concepts that they're able to 
already know what they're supposed to do. So uh, you need to establish these routines and procedures along with teaching math. But as you're teaching math, you need to express the understanding of how to draw it. The next thing that you need to do is um, you need to work with these students so that they understand how to work with depth of knowledge questions one, two, and three. So what does it look like when you put up a problem that says, uh, give me all of the fact families that equal nine? Or you put a problem on the board that says, or a number on the board, and it, you have the number 10, and you say, give me all the ways to represent the number 10. When you're doing this, the students will be able to know what is the acceptable level of conversation with their neighbor. When they're supposed to work independently to write down all of their ideas, what does that look like? So teach them the pattern of the uh, think, pair, share, so that they have to think for a few minutes, write down all of their ideas, turn and talk to their neighbor and, and share with a pair so that they can bounce ideas off of one another. And then we're going to share as a class. So what does that look like? How are you going to get them to understand that this is the way it's going to be? The next thing that you can do is get them to understand when it's independent work. How long are you going to give them to do independent work? What kind of problems are you going to do? Are they allowed to talk? Are they allowed to ask you questions? If they ask you questions, how do they get your attention? Do they raise your hand? Do they put a pic picture on the board that, or on their desk that lets you know that they need some help? Do they put their marker standing straight up to let you know that they are stumped and they need some help? So in that first week of school in math, I would recommend that you start with the very basics. Start with second grade math. Start with first grade math. But in doing so, you need to help them understand that this is set up so that they can be successful later. But And when they say, but I already know how to draw this. I already know what 4 plus 3 is. I know that that's 7. Help them understand that you know that they know the answer is 7, but how are they going to draw a visual representation of it? How are they going to explain this if a 4-year-old asked them, how do you do this? How would they explain it to them? Because as you get further into multiplication and you're making arrays and you're making area models, they are going to need to draw pictures. They're going to need to make a representation of it so they can understand truly what's going on. Help them understand that uh, you care about them. Put a smile on their face. What are you going to do so that every day the students come in and they know that they will be successful in math? And if you start with something that they can accomplish, they will come in wanting to learn from you, wanting to do math, wanting to be successful in math, and feeling like they are a math person. Thanks for joining me this week. If you like this podcast, please subscribe. Please share it with your friends. And uh, please comment below what you what else you would like to hear